We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking game week 27 in the Premier League. I am Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We both work at Rotowire. Chris, welcome in this bright and early Friday morning. Welcome back. Thanks, Adam. Good to be back. What a week it's been. I feel like this has been the prime time of, of soccer. We had uh, last weekend, we had a you know seven game slate on Saturday. We had some big matches Sunday, and then we just – I think we had a slight break on Monday, and then the rest of the week we had Champions League Tuesday. Wednesday, we had three EPL matches on, on Wednesday. We had uh, Arsenal Wolves yesterday. Today we get an EPL match, and again, we have another seven-game slate. The The matches have been fun. You know, we had the 3-2 again, uh, Tottenham-Manchester City last Saturday. We had a 6-0 Liverpool win. The Champions League games are crazy. That uh, Benfica Ajax game was two two. You know, honestly, I don't know if we could ask for a better week of soccer than what we just had. We're gonna try and top it again this week as there's again some huge matches. But uh, happy to be back to discuss it all with you and uh, some interesting games that we're gonna get into this this weekend too. Plus a bonus match from what we typically do. So I'm, I'm excited to be back on the pod and, and uh, chatting with you. How was how's your week been? Yeah, it's been, uh, as you can expect, super busy. As, as you know, the soccer editor at Roto-Wire, you mentioned all those matches. Uh, it's, been, it's been busy, <laughs> I'll say. Somebody has to cover those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we got a couple inches of snow last night. So, uh, you know, snow, soccer, they just go together, you know. So Are you are you a shovel guy or do you have a, a snow blower? We have a skinny driveway, so we, we're getting away with the shovel for time being. We get, we get lake nice. effect snow sitting on the west side of Michigan, so that sometimes is a problem. But uh, the skinny driveway definitely helps. I think it you know minimizes it to maybe 30 minutes of shoveling, give or nice. take, depending on the heaviness of the snow. A little manual labor never hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I need that to fit into these uh, kits. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the kits and wagers team here, you know, they don't make kits like it's specific. They don't make them big. They don't make them for big people. You know? so sometimes <laughs> you're like, you're kind of like a little thin through the shoulders or so, but yeah, totally. There's good, not a ton of chunky soccer players out there. I'll say like, you don't see no. like a central midfielder 
like box to box guy who's like, I don't know, 300 pounds. That just doesn't happen. No. Yeah. They're all kind of built up, but anyways, um, I'll get into my, my, you know, this is kits and wagers. It was shovels and wagers there for a second, but let's get, let's turn it back to kits and wagers this weekend. You know, as I mentioned last week was really good for uh, watching soccer, watching a ton of games this weekend might be even better because we've got a cup final. And uh, for me, it's involved in my club. We got Liverpool Chelsea on Sunday. Um, and this, this specific shirt is reserved for cup finals only. Um, it's a, I think it's a 1970s. I mean, it's, if you're watching on YouTube, we got uh, candy. So yeah, candy. Wow. I, I'm going to, I'm going to verify this one, but um, I usually only wear it for cup finals. So, you know, if I'm going into public, you know, the, I think the last time I wore this was the Champions League final against Tottenham. So that, you know, there's, it's steeped in glory. I, I have one, I did wear, wear it. I did wear it the year before um, when we lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League final, but uh, it's got some good juju on it currently. And I think I, the last time I wore it was when they won the Premier League and left to the cup. But uh, yeah, I'm expecting big things this weekend. I'm hoping, you know, add another trophy to the trophy case, but uh, Chelsea, good opponent and uh, we'll see what happens. But this is, this is a special one to me. I think I got it when I was like, you know, I'm 29 now. I got it probably when I was 14 or so, 13. So it's, it's uh it's been through the wars with me, so it's a good good kit. It looks like you got a you got something special on over there too. Yeah, so I got the what you know what some people call is the kit of the season, the uh, Venezia of uh, Serie A. I shown off the colors here, orange and green. You know, I had a big decision to make between the uh, the white one and the black one, but I think the white one looks pretty fine. So. You know, I guess the big thing with this is like they don't have like it's not like a sponsor. It doesn't say candy across the front. It just says the team name here. So uh, I guess I guess the main sponsor here is Kappa. But I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I guess they just don't. I guess because they just got promoted. Maybe like they didn't get a kit sponsor. I don't know. In it. <laughs> Maybe they have that like old Venetian money, you know. They don't need the sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That. Unless it's unless it's double cap because it's it. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So yeah, it's uh those are like um, hard to get your hands on them, but uh, a pretty pretty sick kit regardless. I w- yeah. I'm gonna so, clear. I'm gonna gonna clarify. Sorry, this kit is from 1989 90. Okay. And that's the last so time not, they won the. Not no, as old as you're thinking. No. But uh, the last time they won the Premier League, so, or I guess it's you know the English title at the time. Okay. Yeah. Of Anyways. Of All right. So game week twenty seven, we were going to talk about Norwich Southampton, but uh, our show is now on Friday, so we won't be discussing that. I will say I wrote about it in my article at rotowire.com. So if you want to play in that match, check that article out. I will say I'm not going with Norwich, which is which seems to bite me every every time, at least of late. So first match we're talking about, though, we're going towards Saturday. And this one had some – so I wrote down the odds yesterday on these matches, and the odds have changed for this one a significant – I'll say a significant amount from, from what they were. So uh, for Leeds, our home against Tottenham, this is the early match on Saturday. We have currently – Leeds are plus 300 to win. The draw is plus 290. Tottenham are minus 115. Yesterday, 
Leeds were plus 270 to win, and then Tottenham were minus 105. So, obviously, more money has come in on Tottenham after Leeds lost 6-0, and that's kind of well, the main thing here. And the, Also, the uh, the over 2.5 has moved from minus 150 to minus 160, so people are thinking Tottenham, and they're thinking goals. Is that just – that seems like the public move. Is that kind of uh, where you're going with right here too? I definitely think goals. I don't know if I'm necessarily feeling Tottenham as much. Leeds have been really poor lately, but it's like Tottenham, we don't know what to expect with them. They beat Manchester City 3-2 last weekend, and then they go and they lose 1-0 to Burnley. Um, kind of unexpected there. I thought they were going to continue like a, a good form of results there, but it just didn't happen for them. On the other hand, Leeds are conceding an uh, ungodly amount of goals lately. 6-0, obviously, to Liverpool. Should have bet the over five and a half like Adam. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do expect some goals. Leads are, I think, what are they in the table? They're, they probably have ranking in that in that top three of goals conceded. So I, I would say that, that should certainly be one to eye on the over. I guess as far as total goals go, I think you don't get a ton of help there. You have to go to three and a half to get plus uh, plus odds on the over. And uh, I don't, I just don't see an under two and a half happening. So if I was to bet an over and under there, four plus odds, it would be the over three and a half at plus 155. Yeah, I don't really know how this match will go to an under unless like leads change the style of play that they, that they're doing because they're giving up three goals every match. And like that's three right there. Tottenham are unpredictable, but. Like it was, you know, a couple matches ago, they they won three two at Manchester City. I don't I don't know if I said on this podcast I was I was wary about taking them against Burnley, and then they lost. I guess it wasn't because that was a midweek match. But so, uh, like you look at their earlier result, they played in November. Yep, November. Tottenham won at home two one. Like uh, Leeds got the opener, and then uh, Tottenham added a couple goals, but. Looking at expected goals in that match, Tottenham at 2.13, Leeds at 1.39. So goals right there. And that was kind of with the same lineup for, for Leeds. Like the only difference was, I guess, Calvin Phillips played center back in that match because, you know, they're so strapped for for guys. But otherwise, uh, it was Tottenham's most, for the most part, their main team. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to take the under just with how Leeds are playing. Like, there's a world in which, I don't know, they just, there's like, let's play more defensive and try not to allow a goal. And like, this is a disgusting nil-nil match or, or low scoring match or something like that. But I mean, that's, that's not how Bielsa manages his teams. Like he's not, he already came out and said, like, he's not going to change how he coaches. He's not going to change the strategy of his team. So if that's the case, then like, why are we to expect things are going to be different for them defensively? Like I mentioned, I don't know, a month ago that they're at least healthy defensively, but I guess they kind of need uh, Liam Cooper in the back because he, like, he's been out for a good portion now, and like things just aren't working with uh, Pascal Strike playing, playing center back. But, it, yeah, this, I don't know. It feels more like uh, – I don't know what the confidence level of lead is right now. Like if they're confident playing at home – like if they actually felt good about themselves, I'd say like a two-two thing kind of here, uh, trying to get some money against 
against Tottenham just because Leeds are home and you're getting decent money on them. But they they just lost six nil midweek, so I I can't really uh, bet on that one. <laughs> I have a uh, yeah, I ha- I have a tough time regardless of how Leeds are playing. I have a tough time thinking that Tottenham can win. I just they're just so bad, you know. Um, back and forth, we they'll play great one game and then play terribly an- another. So I would personally, I'd probably stay away from you know going with uh, like Tottenham on a bet, but I would take that over. You know, in the in Le- Leeds have conceded 16 goals in their past four matches, each time conceding at least three. Whereas you know Tottenham in their past five, they had the three two against Man City, three one against Brighton, three two against Southampton. So. There's the potential for goals in their matches, and I just feel like taking the over three and a half at plus one fifty-five is is kind of sensible. Yeah, I think I think the move is kind of what I did at the Liverpool Leeds match this week. I think you can you either go uh, maybe think this match is going to go under, maybe go with the under two and a half, or you go all the way up and go over five and a half goals at plus seven fifty. Like in that range, you're getting you're getting what has been an inconsistent Tottenham back line. You're getting the Leeds attack, which has you know has periods of uh, being lethal. Uh, you know they scored with their match at home against Manchester United a couple matches ago. That was four two. So you know over five and a half goals right there. Like there's a world in which that same result happens. Uh, just the unpredictability of both these teams and how they play. Like, I think the move is either you go under or you just go all the way up, go with those big goals and hope uh, the Leeds back line continues to struggle. Harry Kane, Son, get a brace. Uh, Rafinha, Rodrigo, James, those guys get some goals. Like, it's, it's, in, it's in the range, at least, I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. So the next match we got. So before this show, uh, Anang Aid mentioned us to or he wanted us to talk about the two Burnley matches so we are discussing the first one here Crystal Palace our home against Burnley and the odds in this one Crystal Palace are minus 105 to win plus 240 on the draw and Burnley are plus 320 when I wrote down the odds yesterday uh, it seems like people are betting the draw which is which is odd the draw yesterday was plus 265 now it's plus 240. As for the goals, you can get over two and a half goals at plus 125, under two and a half goals at minus 155. So not surprising right there. Low scoring match, Crystal Palace with the edge. And what do you think? Do you believe, how much do you believe in Crystal Palace right now? They're coming off a 4-1 win at Watford. I will say, I think they had like a 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 expected goals in that win against Watford. So I wouldn't be... Like, I'm not completely sold uh, on Crystal Palace overall right now, but what are your thoughts here? Yeah, it's interesting that both teams like Crystal Palace, not tradi- at least this season, they haven't been a particularly good home team. They've, let's see, they've, you know, won four times out of 17 matches. And they've drawn five and lost four, while as Burnley are not, you know, they've struggled in, in, in most matches, whether it's home or away, but they have just one win. Uh, away from home here with Crystal Palace playing at home. So I I think the – I mean, the, the money's been going to the draw, and I think that makes sense too because it's like, you know, Palace not great at home, Burnley pretty horrific away from home. So I, I think the, the best best bet here is probably on, on the on the uh, draw in some capacity. 
Yeah, I will say just going a little further there, like Crystal Palace's home numbers aren't good on like a, when you compare them to the rest of the league, but like they've, they're actually, I mean, just they're a lot better. Well, maybe not anymore because they just won 4 1 at Watford, but like they still have a plus five goal differential at home. Uh, like four, five, and four at home is like pretty solid. Like it's, yeah. It's not like of... it's not the worst thing in the world uh, when you right. when you look at a team like I don't know Watford at home who have ten losses from thirteen matches, which is wild. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty insane. But as for Burnley, like you you can look at those numbers, but then you look at their last two away matches. They just won unexpectedly three nil yep. at Brighton. They held Arsenal scoreless before that in a nil nil draw, and then you combine that with couple home matches they just beat Tottenham they you know only lost one nil against Liverpool one one against Manchester United definitely some confidence definitely some form for Burnley going on right now Uh, Maxwell Cornett probably not able to start this weekend but that's something to worry about but I mean it's not like he's been the one that's actually showing up on the score sheet like Josh Brownhill has I don't know been shot out of a cannon who knows what's going on with that but uh they're yeah. gonna get uh, westwood back from covid so he'll probably take over for jack cork in the midfield uh veghorst has been pretty solid i I'd, I'd say veghorst has probably been more effective than than chris wood was at burnley and i guess also chris wood at newcastle so those are things to look at um like you wrote down here double chance for burnley is at minus 110 that's one I'd lean towards. I'm not sure if I'd go like the over or the the under here. Uh, the previous matchup between these teams with three three. I think I, th- I don't think there's uh, there's value in any of these odds really. So I'd probably just go with the Burnley route. And then as for the over under, I'd probably stay away just because there's a chance this is scoreless and there's a chance this is two two. Like Burnley's attack is has looked solid at least in, in recent mas- matches. Yeah, absolutely. The the double chance here is my bet. If I was to, to go on any of these, you know, you could get the draw or the, the win for Burnley. And you're still getting minus 110 odds, so you still get a pretty good return on investment. And just given the fact that we're not so sure about either side, I think that's the kind of the route to go. Yeah, I mean, Crystal Palace have been better at home, but something about Burnley scares me with taking, you know, taking the Crystal Palace to win at at minus 105. Uh, like it was minus 110 yesterday. It's not a huge jump, but, you know, it's something. It's something to where people are actually betting the draw instead of betting Crystal Palace to win. So is it too early to call it the business end of the season? Wait, call it the what? The business end of the season. The business you know end how, of the season? You, the final you know how, like, yeah, you know how, like, uh, we get towards the end of the season and, uh, you know, you listen to any commentator and we're like, well, uh, you know, this is where their money's made here at the business end of the season. Uh, but it's it's Sean Dyche time, you know, like, the guy knows how to manage a team out of the relegation zone at the business end of the season. So maybe we go, maybe we go Burnley here. I mean, that there, there's something to that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I highlighted Burnley. Every season it happens. I highlighted Burnley in our Futures article as being terrible – and I mean, this is before they added uh, a veg horse there. So maybe, maybe my thoughts would have changed. I don't know, but I, maybe we mentioned it was like Sean Deitch always seems to turn his teams around in the second half of the season, no matter how they're playing. And now like they're, you know, they're sitting 18th in the table, but 
they've only played 20 matches. Like they have a couple games in hand uh, ahead of the teams in front of them. So it's uh, actually, uh, maybe I read that. 23 matches. 23, 23. Okay. So, I mean, there's still two matches uh, in hand uh, more than Watford and Norwich were below them in the table. So, yeah, like, I mean, technically they're still, uh, they're, they're still in relegation here, but uh, we haven't we haven't mentioned here, but the relegation battle is gonna is uh, heating up. I don't you know it's I don't want to get too I don't want to yeah. get too deep into it, but like like all these teams here, like Everton had you know some recent points. Newcastle is on their nice run. Burnley a couple wins. Watford, uh, I guess they just beat Aston Villa. Norwich have had some recent wins. So like this is maybe in recent years this is the most exciting relegation battle that I can remember. Like feels like there's usually at least one or two teams that are just completely out of it by this time, but that's not the case. Yeah, totally agreed. It's it's an, it's a spicy end of the season as we get to the business end of the season. Yep, yep, spicy before business end, we'll say that. <laughs> so for Sunday, we got West Ham. I guess this is the only Sunday match. West Ham, we're speaking uh, higher up in the table here. Uh, it's close battle. Wolves just just fell down because they just lost against Arsenal back to back. They got two losses against Arsenal in the past ten days or so. But Wol- Wolves are seventh in the table. West Ham are sixth in the table. We got West Ham at home against Wolverhampton, and West Ham are plus one ten to win. You can get plus two thirty on the draw, and then Wolves are plus two eighty to win. You can get over two and a half goals at plus one twenty five, under two and a half goals. Minus 155. I guess the big thing is that Nelson Semedo went off with a hamstring injury Thursday, and he's probably not going to play in this match. And uh, they brought in Johnny, the often injured defender. I think he's had two ACL injuries in the past two years. So he just came back. He may start. I don't know what else they're going to do there, but do we – uh, this is a short week for Wolverhampton. So do you think that is going to come into play here, traveling, uh, going to West Ham? I mean, a lot of these teams are dealing with a short week, whether it's, you know, Champions League matches or uh, or midweek matches. I think I this is I, the shortest, though, because uh, you got the Thursday match there between yeah, Arsenal Thursday and Yeah, Thursday to Sunday. That's not any different than some of these, I guess, Burnley's playing Wednesday to Saturday. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's been interesting because Wolves have been like so uh, you know they've been really good defensively, but the last two matches, you know, where they've conceded two goals, it's been two one. Um, it's where and then West Ham are in a similar situation where they their last two games, I guess one one against Newcastle last weekend, two two against West Ham. So it's like these these two sides who are who are pretty good defensively have been involved in a couple games where there's been goals. So I guess. You know, when I look at the over/under, the under, you don't really get good odds on the under here at all. Like under one and a half is not something I'm interest, interested in, um, and that's 180. And then under two and a half is minus 160, so you, you don't really get any value there. So I think the value for the over/under bet would be over two and a half plus 130. As I mentioned, the uh, Lester was involved in a two-two. Oh, I'm sorry. West Ham was involved in a 2-2 draw against Leicester two matches ago, whereas Wolves, it's been 2-1 against Leicester and 2-1 against Wolverhampton. So I think the value there is the, the plus 130 uh, over 2.5. Yeah, I'm probably going the opposite route. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of like the uh, – I know on both teams to score in this match. It's uh, 
Yeah, I mean, having a Johnny start there is changing, is difficult. But, like, earlier this season they played Wolves 1, 1-0. Yeah, it was home. Like, they combined for, let's see, Wolves had 1.08 expected goals in that match. West Ham had 0.33. Uh, West Ham had no big chances in that match. Like, it, they, like, it was their full roster. So, like, you can't say, oh, they weren't full strength, blah, blah, blah. But... I was going to say that, you know, the Arsenal goals were kind of fluky against them, but Arsenal actually, because they were pressing the majority of that match, they had 26 shots, 2.77 expected goals. But, I mean, when you look at it, like, the goals were kind of fluky. <laughs> like the, yes, that's very true. The stoppage time one, like Lacazette, uh, he basically crossed it, and then Jose Zab blocked it into his net, and then the other it, one it was, was like just, a volleyball – Volleyball set. Yeah. You know, like, like the other one oh, was like <laughs> early in the match. Tossing into my net. Early in the match, uh, I guess that was – I'm thinking of the of Huang's goal, actually, so never yeah. mind on that one. But I guess Pepe's was – Pepe's was pretty good. I'll say that much. Yeah, but, it was sick. Yeah, that was a nice turn in the box. But – Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of like the – I think Wolves, maybe they're tired, but they're just like – the way they play, like they're gonna want to get back to like they're they're off this loss. I think now it's two losses in three matches, kind of a thing. It's like we we need to get back to how we play, you know, try and limit good chances from other teams. It's not like I don't think West Ham are playing overly well right now. That's that also kind of comes into this. Like they had the recent one-one match against Newcastle, two-two against Leicester. But like I don't think they've been getting a ton of chances themselves, like outside of you know, Jared Bowen just being, you know, in form and, you know, the best form of his life right now. Like, I don't think that they've actually been doing a ton. Like, at home against Newcastle, 0.65 expected goals in that match. Like, that was – like, they could have easily lost that match. So, I, I don't think – like, if you, you throw – I just want to say you combine the Wolves the way they play, and I don't think Wolf, or West Ham are actually playing that well. I think it's going to be – I think one team will go scoreless is, is what I'll go with, but you're going the opposite route, so I guess we'll we'll, we'll disagree here. We'll uh we'll review next week, <laughs> but uh another one that I didn't mention as I always do is the double chance. Uh, Wolves is actually minus one thirty, so I mean you get okay odds there if you really think that Wolves get a draw, a draw or a win here against the West Ham side who maybe aren't playing their best. Yeah, I I do not hate that one, and then. So we got to get it to the cup final here and I don't, I don't think we're going to have the odds for this one. Unfortunately, as I'm looking on the site, we do not. All right. So Chelsea are going against Liverpool. We got Liverpool plus 135 to win Chelsea plus 220 to win. And you can get a draw in, which is obviously the, all these are the first 90 minutes here and that's draws plus 230. And then over two and a half goals, plus 120, under two and a half goals, minus 150. So I assume you're going with Liverpool here to win. Uh, I, I think I have to. Um, they're, they've, what, won six straight in the Premier League. They, they're up 2-0 in the, um, in the Champions League. They're playing pretty well. Even despite, it sounds like Bobby Firmino's for sure out. And then uh, uh, Jota is maybe a game time. I, I didn't quite see that yet before this. But uh, even that, like, they're still, they still got Mo Salah, still got Sadio Mane up front. And Luis Diaz, you know, opened up his account um, in the Premier League. 
last weekend. So I think so. I don't really know. I mean, Chelsea, obviously great side. They deserve it to be here. Um, they've, these games are always so tight. You know, they played earlier in the season. I think it was when uh, Reese James was sent off and, and they got a draw. Chelsea got a draw, draw out of it. And they played a little bit, uh, a little bit ago um, in the Premier League as well. So this is their third meeting of the season, and there hasn't been either game has been indecipherable. You know, you're not like, oh, Liverpool look great or Chelsea have looked better. I think Chelsea are going to defend a lot here, and Liverpool going forward. I think, you know, if I if I had to take a bet, it wouldn't be necessarily on Liverpool to win. I just feel like that's a little bit uh, sacrilegious potentially. Like, you know, I don't want to jinx it. So if I was to bet, you know, I think we got to go on the, uh, the – we're going to head over to the bet that's been hitting all season long as everyone's favorite um, player here, Mo Salah, one, plus 175 to score. And he, even if you want to double down a little bit more on that, you can get uh, like a player to have two shots. He's plus 150. The, the guy has been, you know, taking a billion shots. But more importantly, you can get him at three plus 300 for a player to score and to win. Uh, so I, w- I would consider all of that. Yeah. If you just look at the recent results, like I feel like Liverpool have been outplaying Chelsea in these matches. Like they just aren't getting points. That's kind of the, the thing I'm worried about. Like you had that one, one match where Reese James is sent off, I think end of the first half and then Liverpool couldn't get the winner. And that was at home back in August. Yeah. Yep. And then the other one, Liverpool goes up two goals, then they allow two uh, at the end of the first half, and that one finishes 2-2. So, I, you know, I'd be kind of worried about that. Just it seems like for some reason, like even though Liverpool, you know, they're getting more opportunities, getting more chances, it seems like Chelsea just – they're just finding a way to get, like, enough goals to, to at least secure a point. So, like, I'd maybe consider that draw right there at plus 230. I, I, I do like Liverpool to win, but – it just given the recent results, it seems like the draw maybe is the is the better play. I don't really have a read on the on the over or under there. Maybe maybe go with the over and hope for goals. Um, yeah, like you're getting plus odds on it, so it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, you don't really get any value on the under. You know, do we think this is going to be a one nil game? I don't really think so. I, I mean, I think it's going to be tight, but I don't necessarily think that a one nil game is going to be the outcome here. So. I would, I would definitely lean on that, that over two and a half plus one twenty. It's you're not always going to get plus odds at a, at a two and a half. So, I mean, for the value, that would probably be a, a good consideration. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, so we got best bet time, and you mentioned Salah. Salah is your best bet, correct? Yeah, yep. I think I'm going to have to roll with that one. Just everything said, the guy has been, you know, insane. It's It's been fun to watch. I, You know, whether you're a fan or a neutral, the guy has just been scoring goals by the boatload. Uh, he's got what? Let's On the season, Champions League, Premier League, he's got 27 goals, 10 assists. So, you know, you normally in the Premier League where his odds are like, you know, I think when we looked last week, it was like minus – uh 175 or something like that so like something where you couldn't get any value whereas this uh this match against chelsea you can get uh, plus 175 so i'm gonna lock that in as my two score i'm gonna lock that in as my best bet i'm not gonna get crazy with like a two score and a win but uh that, as i mentioned that was plus 300 so yeah Salah is my best bet uh in the league cup final is plus 175 and then um that's a little bit bonus here since we are this is a premier league um betting pod you know double chance i like i mentioned it earlier earlier but uh, uh burnley minus 110 to uh draw or to win uh, or double chance is uh minus 110 i like that in the Premier league this week all right yeah i mean you can't go wrong with Salah to score like, like you're getting plus odds on it plus 175 obviously it's because the matchup but like he scored in each of the last two matches uh, that they've played so it's not like I don't know. He's still going to take chances. He's still going to get opportunities. So I don't think it's, you know, you're getting tons of value with it. So it just uh, makes sense that you just keep going with, you know, the best scorer in the league, in the world, like might as well get him at plus 175, but yeah, 27 goals in 30 games this season, you know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like, I know it's Chelsea, but I, I don't know if the odds should be that high really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mention, uh, you know, we always got to mention our previous picks. So last week, Chris, he pointed out double chance on Newcastle uh, at West Ham. That would have hit, but he did not take it. He instead took the over in the Aston Villa-Watford match, which uh, did not hit. 1-0 for Watford. <laughs> it was just a and, sad match. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think my bet lost in the first 10 minutes. I took uh, both teams not to score between the Wolves and Leicester. And yeah, they both teams scored right away. I think Wolves got an early one. Uh, Ruben Neves a little outside the box, and then I forgot who scored for Leicester. Maybe it was Lookman, but hey, they didn't yeah. hit. But uh, you know, we're still alive. We're still we're still cooking out best bets for you. But we we had the sad slack going last Saturday. You know, Adam <laughs> and I will usually you know we usually like send each other a couple slacks. You know, to see if our best bets hit on the weekend, and it was just a sad slack both of us not hitting i couldn't gloat you know so it's gonna it be a happy stop. one this week yeah yeah that's for sure well, yeah exactly. so i'm going back to the route here of no on both teams to score and i didn't like a ton of stuff this week nothing like really stood out to me you got a, a lot of these are close matchups um i mean now that i'm looking at it again i might uh I don't know Watford at like plus one and a half may may seem interesting to me, but I don't I don't want to touch Watford here. Um, I do think Aston Villa are in a ripe spot for an upset at plus two fifty. They're coming off I think three straight losses now, but Brighton are also coming off a home loss against Burnley, and they aren't playing that well. I like you're getting plus two fifty on Villa, who are probably a more talented team. Uh, it's just not working for them right now. Uh, that is a spot I'd look at, but I Aston Villa have uh, 
they've been a problem for me uh, the past month, uh, so I'm not going to bet them. So I'm looking at the Brentford-Newcastle match, and Newcastle probably not going to have Alan St. Maximin. Even though he's he's technically a late test, late fitness test, he was in Monaco rehabbing like two days ago. Eddie Howe said, you know, he still had a chance, but I'm not believing it. So Newcastle, they've allowed three goals in the last five matches. Brentford, I think, have scored three goals in the last six matches. The last time these teams played, I believe it was Eddie Howe's first match. That one ended 3-3. So obviously not a good result from this bet here. But it, this, I will say this match or this, the odds were plus 100. Uh, when I wrote about this, I think I, it must have been Thursday. So I got plus 100 odds on this bet. Thursday. Now it's minus 115. If that doesn't say, you know, the sharps are on this bet, then I don't know what does. Uh, both teams not to score between Newcastle, Brentford, minus 115. Let's do it. That's the best bet. Lock it in. Lock it. We got anything else here? We got, we had a long discussion about shoveling and then uh, we talked about the cup final. <laughs> Too long. No. Yeah. <laughs> got anything else for game week 17 here? Nothing, nothing for me, as I mentioned to start the show, just this is the best part of the, the season. You know, we're, we're hot and heavy with champions. Business, business, business and wagers. <laughs> yeah, cup final, Champions League, hot and heavy matches. We got a great relegation battle. The title races are even getting a little tighter. Uh, but yeah, no, happy to, uh, to talk about these games and look forward to uh, wrapping them up next week. Title race to get entire Manchester City 63 points, Liverpool 60 points. I think I think we said to sprinkle some uh, Liverpool money about a month ago. I don't know. Maybe I'm making <laughs> that up, but I, it sounds familiar. I feel like we said that. Uh, if knowing me, I definitely said something about that. <laughs> All right, so Chris is going he's going his best bet is in the cup final and as Mohamed Salah to score at plus 175 against Chelsea. I am going no on both teams to score between Brentford and Newcastle. These are our best bets. And this has been Kitchen Kits and Wagers. Chris, thank you for joining me. You can find him at chron 8 at Twitter. I am at Rotozadroik. If you've been watching this on YouTube, we got this ads page here that I've been using. Compares odds for uh, four four different sites: DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet. Best odds will show up. So if you have accounts at those sites, pull this page up. It'll show you the best odds where you can get the most money on your bets. So, you know, if you want to make some bets, this is this, this is uh, where you want to go to so you can get the best value. And otherwise, if you want the lineups that I've been using on here as well, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 10-day trial, no credit card required. Chris... Let me pump up the music here. All right. Thanks for joining me. This is Friday, and we're talking kits and wagers for Game Week 27. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see everyone next week. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.